Welcome to the Live Diadem Podcast. Today is Tuesday, July 24th. The college football countdown clock reads 20, or nope, 39 days. And the British Open champion is Francesco Molinari, Molinari from Italy. Something like that. Yeah. It was, I don't think he is the main storyline, but yeah, I think he won. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we. this is the second major we've run in where this is one of the biggest golf tournaments of the year. And the person who's leading towards the end is the person all golf fans are kind of looking at, shaking their head like, my goodness. We we very much wish someone, someone else, else was winning win. this tournament. Like Rory McIlroy is like right there. Justin Rose was right Jordan there. Speed. Jordan Speed. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods was back for like like a couple holes. Tiger Woods was pretty much back. And then Francesco Molinari, not too much ex- like expression. He's kind of a quiet looking guy. Anyway, he, he wins the championship. Great for him. I think it was his first major. So yeah. that's awesome. And that's yeah. awesome for Italian golf fans. But yeah, as Mike's alluding to, the story of the week, well, at least the story for me and a lot of Tiger fanboys, was that Tiger was pretty much back. He was really in the hunt. Started the final day about three or four strokes back mm-hmm. and was tied with the lead. I think was the sole leader for a little bit. It was cool. It was exciting. It was fun for Tiger to be back in the lead. He, he slipped up a couple times and other golfers just had had a better opportunities and, and took the lead. Yeah, it was it was fun because like the top five golfers like all started out plus three. So then it just really compacted the group and I mean, everybody was in it up until the end. Um, it was just great. That yeah. course is that course looks wild. Just driving 450 yards and then unbelievable putts. But it was really cool. Yeah, Ricky or something had a 450 yard drive. It, it was really cool. I want Kevin Kisner to win a major eventually someday. Mm-hmm. He was in the hunt. Um, so I was a little disappointed there, but overall it was really fun. It came down to the end where there were like six or seven guys all within it. So it was really fun, um, finish there. Um, all right. As you can tell, we're going quick in this podcast. Mike and I are actually on vacation and we're just going to rip through a bunch of headlines that we, uh, had this week. Um, last week was the ESPYs, which was the, uh, ESPN sports awards it's funny. I always think it's funny because they, it's a little bit different from other award shows in that when you have a host who does other award shows, everyone in the audience is cool at laughing at each other and they're cool at laughing at themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those award shows where it's just different. It's all, it's funny because you have to be careful because people aren't they get They're Yeah. They're not used to laughing at themselves. Yeah. They take themselves very seriously. So it's kind of a different vibe of a sports show. Anyway, lots of different winners and losers. Um, one of the biggest highlights or kind of the most memorable moments of it was Ali Raisman, the U.S. Olympic gold medalist in gymnast, um, sort of led a group of all people who were offended from Larry Nasser, the trainer who molested all of those women um, in a part of Michigan State. So that was really profound, kind of the headline of the night. Uh, obviously terrible thing. So it was really good to, to see representation there. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought Danica did a fine job. Um, what did she do? She, as the Danica Patrick, hosted the SBS. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't <laughs> That's even, how many people This is how you can tell how much I, I didn't even – I didn't actually watch the event. Her opening monologue was um, – well, it was pretty well written. Um, 
there was a good dig at Cleveland that I laughed at, but Cleveland media did not take kindly to, which I always think is funny. It's like, what was their take? It was basically like, oh, like people watch sports to feel hopeful unless you're from Cleveland. Like then you don't. All right, Dan. Um, so I was like, all right, like we just we just won the NBA Finals two years ago, um, but I still laughed. I thought it was funny. All right. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, next down the lines, going through headlines, uh, literally breaking just a little bit ago. Kevin Love for the Cleveland Cavaliers just signed a four-year, one hundred and twenty million dollar extension, so he will be a Cavalier for a little while longer, making some serious bank. But the larger NBA free agency news or trade news from the past week is that Kawhi Leonard, the Spurs-Kawhi Leonard saga of Kawhi having an injury, the injury healing, the team and him not agreeing on, on what to do with him if he should play or if he's not healthy enough to play. Anyway, that is over. He is now a Toronto Raptor, and DeMar DeRozan is a San Antonio Spur. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's, like, I didn't think it was a good trade, um, really, for either side. Um, obviously, looking at the Spurs, like, you're not really getting that much for Kwai, especially for how valued he was seemed to be. I'm sure, like, the Lakers tried to throw something crazy at him. Seems like a lose-lose trade. Um, but back to the Kevin Love signing, I'm actually, I don't love it because – they're going to continue to get, like, the eighth seed of the playoffs for the next three years when really, like, we could just, like, tank. You're ready to go like, let's full just on. Tank You're now, ready to go. Get, trust the process. And let's go. Jump into the tank. Pat, we've got the, the, the third, third member of the podcast today is our, our eldest brother, Pat Bloomstein, who, who has been who, who trying wants to, to take, get in on takes give, right now. Give us a take. Hold on. Let him get it close to the mic. What? What's your question to Mike? Uh, well, the team is incentivized to tank because they owe Atlanta their pick if they finish outside the top ten. Yeah. So, like, this is bad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. like, oh, shoot, yeah. now we're going to be good, like, ish. Yeah. Whereas, like, um, in the East, you're not really – you're not going to be a top three team. Yeah. Yeah. Not. yeah. But you will be, like, eighth seed, which is bad. Got it. Um, sort of this. I didn't have this written down, but how are we feeling about Colin Sexton? He looks angry. Oh, he looks good. He looks I really like mean. I like I, it. I mean, I mean that in a good way. I, I, he looks just yeah. mean on the floor. Got a lot of energy. He needs to fix his jumper, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if but if that comes around, can drive very really well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good nice. ball control. I like him. So cool. All right, well, moving down through news, more sort of free agency or, or trade news. Actually, I don't know where this falls under, but in the training NFL, camp. yeah, this is kind of training camp news for the NFL. So Le'Veon Bell, he has all still had a contentious relationship with the Steelers where he's holding out for a long-term deal, and the Steelers just either don't see the value or don't like the player, and they're not giving him a deal. So I do believe – is it up in the air? Is there a chance that he actually will not even play this year, or does he have to play essentially to be, be to earn his free agency at the end of this year? Correct. Okay, he so he he will play year. against his will without a new contract and is playing for a new. Which at this point we had already known, but um, yeah, it just seems like they're on really bad terms. 
Yeah, uh, and I kind of – it's one of those things where you totally get both sides. Like, Le'Veon Bell is the best running back in the league. Like, no questions asked. But as a team, you're like, all right, well, how are we really going to sign, like, a, what, 25-year-old uh-huh. running back to, like, a max contract? Where, like, in two years, you're going to depreciate. Like, it's kind of that, like, I don't know if the juice is worth the mm-hmm. squeeze for uh, for the Steelers. But I also do think, like, a team like the Browns or, like, a struggling team should give him that money. Yeah. Like, no questions asked and ride ride with him. I agree. I mean, there's, there is a chance he could be great for five years. Oh, yeah. But – there's more of a chance where he starts to diminish after two. Yeah, I agree as well. The other that just sort of broke today was Julio Jones is not going to show up to training camp, and Atlanta fans are kind of like, what the heck's going on? He's holding out for more money um, or for a longer-term deal. This is – it brings up this conversation all the time that just the discrepancy in how much – we like I literally just a minute ago, we talked about Kevin Love signing a four-year deal for $120 million. And no like that's that's, that's, like, yeah, that's like, quarterback money, right, right? Like Kevin Love's obviously a really good player. Yeah. But that's like the only players in the NFL who are getting that are quarterbacks, and it's, you know, every couple of years you get a deal like that. Right. And wide receiver Julio Jones is like the top three of his position. Yeah. And the NFL, the market's only demand, you know, pays him so much. It's yeah. just – such a your NFL career yeah. is so much shorter than your NBA career. Yeah, like Kevin Love for the next four years could easily still average twenty five and ten, like no problem. Yeah, but like for if Julio Jones, if you told me in three years Julio Jones would still be getting like fifteen hundred receiving yards or whatever he's getting, like I'm just bringing it up. Insane. Even the fact just that like mediocre oh. baseball player makes. $60 million mediocre NFL players makes $8 million. Right. Like just that. And I think NFL players see that now it's in their face all the time on social media, right? They follow yeah. their buddies who are in the NBA right. and they're just like, yo, screw steps. off. Like I'm the best in my position and I'm making a, a record breaking right. deal of like 12 million a year. You're like, okay point card and you're making 30 right. million dollars a year it's like get out of here That's well it. i guess 30 million doesn't happen often but so it's the same argument for both of them they're both like the top in their position but that life expectancy is not there yeah it's like insane like other teams would pay you that yeah, yeah. um so we're not doing full-on segments but this if we do best thing worst thing again i maybe i'm just a hater but i'm gonna throw worst thing i saw this week is the HBO Hard Knocks trailer for the Browns. I've already talked, like, I'm excited for the Hard Knocks. I think it's cool. I obviously just love any produced kind of football training camp stuff. I think it's interesting. And the trailer was pretty bad. It's a lot of shots of Browns fans talking about how much football means to them. And it, I don't think, as a Cleveland fan, it puts the franchise or the fan base in a great light. It's kind of funny, and you kind of roll your eyes like, oh my gosh, like this team is not in the same league as the yeah. Steelers and the Patriots. So yeah, that, you, that's the worst thing I saw. You, this have week. Like, you have like moms like crying about like the Browns after like they go like winless for a whole season. It, it feels weird. Um, there's, a, there's, a lady, there's a lady saying my wedding cake was brown and orange. Yeah, just like, oh, like, oh my goodness. Come on. Let's keep that to ourselves. Yeah, let, yeah. let's keep it to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Let's stick to football here. 
I have a best and a worst thing. The best thing I saw actually though was the Cleveland Browns uh, rendition of The Office, like Ugh. opening opening song, which I absolutely loved. You can find that on their Twitter. It was great. Yeah. Uh, and then the worst thing I saw, and it's just something that like I I told you guys already, but Josh Gordon not going to training right. camp. That's that's one of those things where you're now you're not hoping that Josh like returns to training camp or returns you now you're just hoping like that he's okay as like a person because this is for him it's just been yeah one hit after another and it's, yeah. it really stinks for for him being like one of the best wide receivers ever and only play like two games a season yeah no it really does stink we I want Josh as a person to be healthy and so yeah. that is a huge shame um, all right, the last couple things we've got here is apparently the Tour de France is on, and I think they just went through some of the mountain stages. We're going to bring back in our third podcaster today, Pat, for a little insight. We've got 60 seconds. What's, uh, what's happening in the Tour? Is someone winning? Yeah. Uh, Are they going to so there's like three mountain stages left. They're, they're okay. going to the Pyrenees now, which is down on the French-Spanish border. Uh, the big story is that, well, Team Sky, they're winning. One of their riders is winning, but not the normal one, Chris Froome, who's won for the past five uh, Tours de France and the past two Grand Tours, the Vuelta and Giro. But his teammate, Garen Thomas, is like a minute and a half ahead of him. Uh, is that three planned or is that like, uh-oh, trouble uh, in paradise? Kind of more of the latter. Uh, and so it's, yeah, like we'll see what happens. He keeps saying he's going to ride for Froome, like in the like last mountains. And like every time he's had previous like Grand Tour leadership abilities, like he's crashed out like and not finished them. So he's not so, a finisher, yeah. But like. He's there's like three stages that count left, yeah. um, and he's a minute and a half up. There's like one other guy who could probably win besides those two, and that's Tom Dumoulin. What uh, team is he on? Team Sunweb. Okay. Uh, he won the Giro d'Italia last year, and then the guy in fourth place is named Primoz Roglic, and he was an Olympic ski jumper for Slovenia before switching to pro cycling. Wow! Wow! All right, athletes. Fun fact. That's pretty good fun back. All right, well, how in how many days? Like, when is the last race? So, or when when will the winner be decided? Be known tomorrow, seventeen. Uh, Saturday afternoon, and then okay. So a couple more days. Do like a sprint race in uh, Paris that like only matters for the sprinters. Is there someone you want to win? I mean, Team Sky's like pretty shady with like the use of like therapeutic use exemptions for like steroid inhalants and yeah like, there was Pat, and, like, using quote air quotes there. sorry yeah uh and so like like Froome is racing like under a lot of suspicion right now and gotcha. so i don't love them uh and like they're getting like booed on the podium every stage <laughs> now uh, by the french fans really yeah awesome. so like i i like Dimlin. i think he's like really cool and like the racer and then Roglic, like the ski jumping thing is funny yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's cool but they're like the only four or five that can win because like a bunch of other guys crashed out that's awesome there you go. Yeah. So um cool all right well that might be it unless we got mike anything else wrap ah, up the day that's ah. the, a week in sports we gotta go back on vacation 
Yeah, Mike and I are going to get back on vacation. We'll uh, be watching the sports interwebs, and we'll be back to give it to you guys again next week. Talk to you soon. Peace.